This is The Achievers. My name is Dex Hammond and I'm going to be your host today. The Achievers is where we find brilliant people and elevate their stories. Today's Achiever is Bonnie Fawcett, someone I've known and respected for a number of years and is the founder of Your Legacy. Bonnie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dax. Happy to be here. So Your Legacy is a newish concept, right? You've brought together a number of different businesses that you had and a number of different concepts. Will you give us the sort of high level view of it? Yes, yes, absolutely. So your legacy is really comprised of kind of three different things that I've worked on over the last 10 to 15 years. And your legacy really brings them all together. So one of them is my law firm, Your Legacy Lawyer. So I'm an estate planning attorney and I help families protect their assets and their legacy and their children. So the primary people I help there are families with children. And then I also have Your Legacy Drafting, which is a company that I just launched with a colleague of mine, Pamela Moss. And she and I help estate planning attorneys get the actual drafting of estate plans done for their own clients. And so it may seem that those are two kind of distinct audiences, but where it really comes together is where they overlap, which is all about the software to help the families hiring an estate planning attorney get all of their data compiled together securely and easily. And then for attorneys to have access to that, to be able to then take that data that's been reviewed and approved and now go draft estate plans with ease. So that overlap there wow. with the software is Legacy Architects, which is a, a longstanding project I've been working on that's just about to launch and go to market. So that's super exciting. And it all comes together under the umbrella of your legacy. Just a little bit busy then? Oh, only slightly. <laughs> That's great. Let's take those in order a little bit. You know, you and I have worked in the estate planning industry together on a number of projects for a while. This is obviously your area of expertise. What is it you wish people would know about estate planning? Well, that it's not as hard to actually get it started as it might seem. I mean, so many people might view estate planning as such a kind of heavy, morbid topic. And that was something that I had to figure out how to counter in uh, getting out there, you know, 10 years ago, trying to build my law firm here in Denver, Colorado, I was trying to help even families with young children, let alone those who might be, you know, more in retiree age, really, you know, be willing to, uh, to address death head on and the notion of the what if, because we all know it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so really trying to help people kind of be decide to move to do something important that's not urgent estate planning is never urgent it's not like the kind of lawyers who defend you in a lawsuit that you just got served estate planning is never urgent but it's highly important so i tended to take the approach always of making it accessible easy to understand educating my community even if they didn't choose to hire me i at least added value to them by at least educating and opening their eyes to subject matters that otherwise feel very kind of far off and it's hard to understand with the legalese and, you know, kind of downtown law firms and you're scared to even call them, you might get a bill in the mail, something like that. So if I can make something easy to understand and approachable, and it doesn't really matter if it's estate planning or any of my other businesses, that's always the approach I take with anyone that I'm trying to help understand mm -hmm. more about what it is I can do. I've had moments in my life where I could win gold medals for procrastination. And I always <laughs> right. found the estate planning element of, you know, hashtag adulting um, was a great feeder of procrastination, right? I, like many others, wake up in cold sweats, two in the morning thinking, you know, Bonnie and I both have four children, um, wake up in the middle of the night thinking, oh my God, what happens if I die? Right. And then yep. still you can have six months of procrastination and apathy within right. this uh, within this industry. So I think it is important. People know it's not that scary. They make it very easy. They walk you through it step by step. 
Yes, yes, exactly. It really isn't that scary. And once you get into it with an attorney who knows what they're doing and really approaches it with that level of empathy and understanding, it can actually be quite an enjoyable experience to just mm -hmm. know like, hey, I, I was asked questions I didn't even know that I needed to think about, but yet they, they were asked in a way that were uh, that made me feel comfortable that like I'm doing something really good for my family that's very you know long-term beneficial. And when you and I first met probably about five years ago now, your estate planning business would also go a little bit beyond. And if I remember, you had a recording studio in the office so people could leave sort of final messages and things. Yes, we called them legacy interviews. So in that final kind of meeting during that phase where we got an estate plan fully set up for a family and we were delivering, you know, the, the fancy binder, we still have the paper and the fancy binder, you know, we were delivering that to them and going over how it is that they can stay in touch over time and we can make sure their plan continues to reflect life changes as they go on. One of the big pieces of that is just capturing things about you, your insights, values, mm -hmm stories and experiences and trying to capture those in a way that can be tangibly passed down. So something as simple as an interview in office, you know, we had a lot of clients who would get nervous about it and they would say, I, I don't know. And we, but we would, we anticipated that response. We're like, not a big deal. The camera's here and ready. And so when you come in to get your binder, if you want to do it in that moment, you can. And it turned out that when they were in that moment and everything, the stage was set, the environment where was where we could hit record right there then people would spontaneously start doing these legacy interviews anywhere from say five to 15 minutes and start talking about their values and insights. I think in a way that mm. sometimes had never even been captured before that now becomes something their family can have. Well, what a, what an amazing asset. I, you know, my, my grandparents, I, I lost them when I was relatively young. I never really sort of met them. I have zero video of any of them. Um, I mean, that would be, that would be a real sort of lovely thing. I think to find that somebody left you. Oh, absolutely. Like just recently I was visiting uh, my uncle and he is, he might be 79 or 80 at this point, And he was going through all of his old stuff. And I was bringing my kids to meet him, by the way, they had never even met him. It was a, a, my, my dad's brother, who's like 15 years older than him. So quite a bit older, but we went over to his home. He got to meet my children and he had like yearbooks out and he had pictures oh, wow. out from, you know, 50 years ago of my grandfather, my dad's dad, who I never met, but I've heard so many stories. Now my, you know, my dad has captured some of that. He likes to write, doesn't really like to record, but he likes to write and he'll send me stuff. So I've got a lot of that, that I can even pass down to my kids of their great grandfather, but I never met him yet. I feel like I know him. My dad did a really good job of passing down his legacy to me and I'm passing that on to my children. That's lovely. Maybe I need to go uh, put a call into my mom and get her to record some. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she's still alive, though. So I suppose we have, what, 10, 11 years with of iPhone videos at, at this. Right. Stage, which, yeah, uh, that's good. Yep. <laughs> um, let's skip to the second part of your legacy, the, the uh, drafting business. So this is aimed at other estate planning attorneys. Exactly. Yeah. So estate planning attorneys who in turn help families in their own community, we can help an attorney anywhere throughout the United States who mm. has clients. They've got interactions with those clients. They've got data gathering they've done for those clients. Those clients have made decisions about things they want in their estate plan. But the actual sitting down and drafting of a plan is quite time consuming. And it's something where if we just have the right information from the attorney, we could sit down and take three to five hours off of their plate to create a deliverable that ultimately, you know, they do their re final review of and then turn around and have their clients sign it to memorialize mm -hmm. that client's estate plan in legal documents. So that's something that, in my own practice, I had to figure out how is it that I'm going to sit down at a computer and spend three to five hours for every estate planning client and get these plans drafted, high quality, 
you know, no typos. It reflects right. every choice that they made. Comprehensive. I mean, it's no small undertaking. I uh, ended up hiring a virtual assistant who I trained and I managed her and I taught her the entire SOP that I wrote, the checklist and everything. And then when I wound down my law practice, Back in 2017, right after I had my fourth baby, I had to find different work that wasn't so rigid with the schedule with client wow. meetings. I started helping lawyers set up their software, and um, and then now that I've got I've got a lot of lawyer connections with helping them run their software, I started to see still to this day the management of data from clients and the drafting of their estate plan tends to be the most laborious. Uh, and time-consuming part. And I thought, you know what? I did that pretty well for myself. I think I could turn around and help lawyers do that as well if I've got a team of VAs on my side mm -hmm. helping me do that. So I launched that just a few months ago with a colleague of mine um, who I have helped set up her own law firm with the technology stack and all that. So she and I have now launched this. We've already got 20 lawyers on our program and a waiting list um, as of today. So there are definitely, there's a need out there for lawyers to have this help, but to have reliable, high quality help. And that's a little bit hard to find in the drafting world. So we're coming in not only with the ability to draft, but to help lawyers with their systems when it comes to data management and gathering and doing it securely. Uh, there's a lot to that. So we're not just drafting, but we're also helping them with their systems too. So really, really rewarding work all around. That's that's fascinating because there are, of course, people are like different parts of their job. People are people who are attorneys, you know, they're still humans. And so there are parts of the job they like and don't like. And there's parts of the job they're naturally better at and parts of it that they're not. And so for a lot of the estate planning attorneys, I guess we work with um, with Fireside, you see that spectrum. And I can absolutely point fingers probably to several who are love doing the in-person events, love doing sort of wines and wills evenings, right? Bringing mm -hmm. people from their local community to hear them talk about the basics of it, but perhaps don't want to sit there and do the three to five hour writing. Yeah, exactly. No, there are lots of attorneys who are, like you said, they, they really enjoy the prospect and client interaction. They don't enjoy the behind the computer work. I mean, they know how to do it. They're trained lawyers in that way, but that doesn't mean they can't have a team around them helping to fill some of those gaps so that they can spend their time on the things that are the highest and best and most enjoyable use of their time in their practice. Mm, interesting. And so then onto the third component of your legacy is the idea of the software that you've been uh, been producing. Tell us a little bit about that and how it fits in. Yes, yeah, so this is probably my most exciting project. It's my longest standing project, I think, out of all of them. I've, I've been working on it for probably over eight years now, and we had starts and stops over those eight years. Um, I had to wind down my law practice. I actually sold my half of the law practice to the remaining partner when after I had my fourth baby and wanted to transition. Um, I had to put a pause on it uh, to get through a divorce a couple of years ago and then, and then recommence. And we're just about ready to launch it to the public, which is incredibly exciting after this long journey. But what this software is all about is what I noticed in my own practice as the, the highest friction point. The, the point that was most laborious, most manual, and the messiest was how you get information from a client mm. related to their family and their assets. And then, uh, and then throughout more meetings, how you get information from your clients about decisions that they make. Who do they want to name as trustee? Who do they want to name as guardian? There, there are probably over 600 different pieces of information or data you need per estate plan and trying to manage that all in a way that's timely and easy and comfortable for both you and your prospect or client is incredibly difficult. And so I started to visualize how could I uh, make all of this work in just a simple single login 
web-based platform. I don't want to deal with multiple Word documents or multiple Excel files, files or have those attached to emails. And then my clients are calling me out on the fact that email's not secure mm -hmm. and there's sensitive data in those attachments or you know, share via Dropbox, which sounds secure, but as soon as you share a Dropbox links via, uh, link via email, now it's not secure anymore. So you have all these issues with file versions, formatting gets out of control. I know it sounds silly, but formatting of Word documents like that start shuffling back and forth. And I thought, you know, this is, this is, it's, it seems almost unbelievable that the legal industry doesn't yet have a solution in this regard, but yet we don't. And I, I'm around estate planning attorneys all the time and they struggle with these questions every single day. So even the big players on the market are more about just kind of case management, hourly billing. It's not about data management in this really kind of fine-tuned way for mm. estate planning attorneys only with both the client's experience and the lawyer's experience in mind. So it becomes a place where both the, the lawyers and their clients log in to be able to manage, gather, review, refine, and approve and finalize this data which in turn makes my job on the drafting side that much better because mm -hmm. I have data coming to me in a standardized form. It's complete, it's organized, and all of that contributes to higher quality estate plan drafts that we can deliver. So it really starts to all kind of feed off each other in, I think, a really positive way. Is the, is the primary business plan pitch then to attorneys, is it time-saving? Uh, it's time saving, yes. And so it can, it, but also with a, comp a competitive edge. They, if a lawyer implements legacy architects in their own firm, it becomes a way that they are a standout and they are different mm -hmm. from the typical lawyer down the street. We take your data very seriously and we take your experience very seriously. So not only does it save the lawyer time, but it gives them, I think, a competitive edge that they could pu you know, publicize and actually stand on and say, this is how we're different and why we're better and why you'd want to work with us. That's interesting. I think about some relatives, some friends, I think they would be made more comfortable if they heard they were just doing something in some streamlined way and didn't have to start messing around with Word documents and PDFs and things. Yeah, that's when things get, get really, really messy, fillable PDFs and yeah, Word versions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, compatibility and all sorts of issues. And back to your point about sort of privacy and security, um, you know, once we started to get into the generations of 30 and below, they don't care so much, they'll share anything, but certainly <laughs> those that are older, right? The idea of writing down your social security number anywhere is is a shocker. Exactly, exactly. There is a little bit of a learning curve, I think, and that's part of what we're developing alongside a legacy architects is the tools and resources that our lawyer lawyers will need to help their prospects and clients kind of be welcomed onto the platform. So if someone is a little bit more tech adverse, not a big deal, just send them, you know, maybe this quick video or this, this one pager that shows them how easy it is, if we can make it easy and intuitive. That's the mm -hmm. really big piece of it, intuitive. Uh, wherever they are in the process of compiling their data and providing that to an attorney or making decisions, if it can be done in a very seamless, smooth way, it really improves the experience overall. Do you see any sort of marketplace in the future? I could imagine, I could imagine once all this information comes in, um, to be able to offer it out to various drafting firms like your own, for instance, seems like a, an interesting plugin. 
Yes, it is interesting. So in fact, what we're going to do on the drafting side of things is if you're a lawyer in our drafting program, you are going to be on the legacy architects mm. software. So there's that piece of it. We can make it readily available just simply to families who could find it on their own without having yet hired an attorney, and they could start their own process of compiling their data. And then the attorney who is signed up for our software could then be connected to that client so they can see each mm. other's data. And it can even go beyond that because it's not just attorneys who do estate planning guidance, financial advisors and business advisors, even who are not attorneys, still help their clients with estate planning. Of course, they need an attorney to ultimately draft and, and review and sign off, but they are engaging in these conversations that are very much guidance and advisory for families to make estate planning decisions. And they as well can benefit from a, a place that can gather all of this uh, seamlessly and securely. If you have a family who's found, found it themselves chosen to use it, do they pay for it or will they only really end up paying, for instance, when they find an attorney to wrap it up? That's a good question. We haven't decided yet if there's going to be a fee in order for families to access it. Um, I, I would hope maybe we can find a way not to, but I think that will depend though on how many lawyers that we have on the program versus families. So we'll see once we actually have a concerted effort to take it to market for families, but I could envision it being some sort of kind of freemium service where they get access for free. And then maybe there's more things that could be unlocked if they do connect with an attorney, which that becomes mm -hmm. kind of a referral community, like Absolutely. find an attorney on our platform. Um, so if they can connect with an attorney or, or pay their own premium if they want access to the premium features. There's a very common growing model right now with, with software of creating one of those marketplaces and, of course, paying people to be featured in the marketplace. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's, uh, that's very interesting. Where, where do you get your energy, your drive, your, your desire to keep achieving from? Because you've got a lot going on. Yes, I do. Dex. I've got four kids of my own, like you mentioned, plus uh, another one um, currently under adoption, my stepdaughter, and I have another stepdaughter as well. And who knows, we may have even more kids. It's not out of the question, plus these three businesses. Um, where do I get my energy from? I I, I honestly don't know. It's not like I have a well of boundless energy. I certainly have moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, is this too much? But I seem, I've always kind of been the kind of person who I just don't want to ever stop learning. If there's something else yeah. I can read, if there's another course I can take, if there's another event I can go to, that's what I want to be doing. I, I'm a big believer in foundational things like systems that work, but small incremental changes can have a big impact over time. I've just seen that happen in my life many times. And it's almost like a... Um, like what, what's the word? Not temptation, but it's all, that's what drives me. Like, what can I do to this tiny little, tiny little change that has a big impact? It's like, I want to find that. So I, I just, I, I'm an endless learner. And you're a great tinkerer. Yes. I'll great. say that. Yes. Great, great tinkerer. Um, if I'm right, the legacy architects, you are currently um, talking to investors or you've just wrapped up your investment round? I just wrapped up a fundraising round. So we were able to reach our fundraising goal and all the legal documents are in place. The money's in the bank. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So we've got some devoted to further development and uh, some, a lot of it devoted to marketing. That's great. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience? 
Yeah. So one of the things that I have just kind of launched or started doing getting out there in the world is helping uh, people better understand just how ways they can systematize for their own sanity. So I've got um, a speech and slides that I've been putting together. I actually just did a presentation on it this morning uh, on a Zoom on a Zoom call for a group on systematizing your way to sanity and, and the three. Great kind of name. Big, yeah, thank you. And kind of like just lessons, just my own life lessons of say, hey, here's what I've dealt with. Here's what I did. Here's the, my experience I had with automation. Here's how to think about it. Here are uh, you know objections that I would receive from my, my clients when I set up automation software for them. And here's how to kind of rewire your brain so that that's not a block anymore and you can move to the next level. I mean, it's really more just about like, these are my life experiences. And if I can package them in a way where you can turn around and get a golden nugget from me speaking for 40 minutes. If, if you get one golden nugget, like that's what I always look for. What's the one little thing where I could take mm -hmm. that. If I learn nothing else that I learned one little thing that I could take and turn into something big, if you start accumulating the impact, you know, over time. And so I'm excited to start getting that out in the world because in a way that kind of starts to bring it all together, not just for the businesses, you know, your legacy and the three pieces of that, but also the fact that I'm doing all of that alongside being a mom of six, perhaps more in the near future, an army wife, my husband travels back to Texas for National Guard, you know, every month and, and two full weeks in the summer, that's no small undertaking to manage all of our schedules and all that. So, you know, how is it that I do that? If I can share something that will help someone even a little bit, that's what I'd like to do. Wow. What a great example of an achiever. Bonnie, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Dax. Same here. Thank you.